Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. is up Delaware County and welcome back for episode number 39 of Delco Baseball. Now my name is Brennan Ricciardi. I'm joined as always by Ben Thorpe and Ben it is time for Red October. It's best time of the year man. It's just go time. Um, got, got a day until the first game. I cannot wait. We really waited 11 years in between 2011 and then last year. Uh, I, I feel like it's starting to kind of be a culture shift where like this is starting to feel like the new norm. Like we might not make it back to the World Series we may not make it back to the World Series like with this core again, but it feels like the standard here now is playoff team every year. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the roster, like that should be the expectation. They are a playoff level team. And for those 11 years, you could probably argue they didn't have that. So I don't know. Just nice to have it back and nice to have be like have being in the playoffs be kind of normal again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously a core that is going to stick together for a little while. Like there's going to be pieces that go in and out every year, but like this group, I mean, Christ, Her Harper and Turner are here for the next decade, you know, whether, whether they want to or not, you know, obviously. And, uh, and it seems like, you know, both, I mean, Turner's won a world series. Harper came a couple games away last year. And, and it's weird to think that in a series that the Phillies are the team that has like the playoff experience right now against these Marlins. Yeah, I mean, you look at kind of the group they have. They've there's a lot of playoff experience in there. You even throw you talk about Harper and Turner. You throw Schwarber into the mix too. He's also got a ring. Um, but yeah, it's, and especially going up against a team the Marlins, where like I don't know, they they really haven't been besides the the COVID playoffs. Like they've been nowhere for years now. So kind of it kind of feels good to be like that experienced team and like I don't know. Adds a little bit of confidence in, in my mind. Yeah, they got guys who it may not be in Philly, but have playoff experience. I mean, Craig Kimbrell won a ring with the Red Sox. I think Taiwan Walker, I'm sure he made the playoffs at some point throughout his time in either Arizona or, or Seattle over the course of his time there. But regardless, well, definitely, we got a lot not, definitely not Seattle. Oh, yeah, I guess not Seattle if it wasn't. <laughs> Actually, I don't know that he. Uh, what about the, the, did, he Mets, the did he pitch for the Mets in, in one of their games last year? Probably not. I have was, no idea. It was Scherzer, DeGrom, and uh, oh, yeah, it was... Bassett, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah we'll get, we'll get one of our interns uh, that don't exist to look up <laughs> Taiwan Walker's playoff stats and see. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't have any. Yeah. I don't know. But either way, he's been on teams that have been good. Regardless, yeah, uh, yeah. regardless let's give a couple of, of shout-outs real quick. First, got to shout-out our guys at Delco Steaks because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this picture up here. They made a cheesesteak that is in the shape of the Phillies logo. 
that they're going to be oh, selling God, throughout, throughout the postseason. I'm actually curious, like how much, you know, because like usually their sizes, it's like eight inch, twelve inch, and the and the two foot long, you know, the Delco. I'm curious, like how first off, how do you even measure it? But how uh, how do you even measure here? Oh man! All right, let's let's share the screen here for this one, just because this thing is an absolute unit. Wow, that thing is. Look heavy. at this! Look at this! I mean, that's got to be like you think just like the middle part, you know, just like the straight line of of the P in the middle right there alone is probably at least like twelve inches. I'm gonna say this is probably like the same amount that's in the twenty four inch. Yeah, that that would be my guess. That is a. That's an undertaking right there. That, how, that's a, that's yeah. a lot of meat. How would you attack it? Oh, well, all right. You can't really pick it up and eat it, right? No, yeah. I don't know how, like, I feel like you got to go for the little thing down at the bottom. I yeah. don't know. If you're feeling really weird, you can just go into, like, the part of the pee up there. But I think you got to go. I think you got to go from bottom up here. I feel like what I, I would I would attack the bottom hook and then I would get the top yeah, you know, yeah. like the curl of the P just so you get that straight line to finish it off because that you can pick up. Yeah, or you, oh yeah, because it would be tough to. Yeah, you probably have to do like okay, that makes sense. I mean, you could probably do the curl of the P and then yeah. just the the hook. This would probably plan. that might be like equal amount of. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. Um, but. Sounds like a good time to talk about. So something that Delco Stakes has been doing for a little bit is they have the – so they called it Delco Dingers for baseball and then Delco Sacks for football. So they would post something where they would tell people to guess a player that would either hit a homer or or get a sack, you know, and, and like tag, then tag a friend or whatever. So I think what the plan is for this postseason is usually they pick like, you know, one homer. But according to the most generous people on the planet, Delco Stakes, they're going to do it for every homer the Phillies hit. They're going to give away a cheesesteak to someone who predicted. I think really? what, I think what the plan is, is we're going to be like, pick someone who's going to homer in this series or like in this specific game. And then just, you know, pick every single time that happens. So, uh, oh man, talk about generosity. That'd be sick. We should do with the, with the giant, the, uh, the giant Phillies logo cheesesteak, just do like a challenge to see which one of us can finish it first. Ooh. Live stream that. That would be cool. yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Like set up a TV outside of Delco Steaks and just eat there. That's marketing yeah. right there. That would be awesome. That and like yeah, the the I've seen the the Sax one. I haven't seen the Dingers one yet, but that's hopefully the Phillies are helping a lot of people cash out on that. Yeah, yeah no, I mean it's a great idea. Also, if you're tailgating, uh, we'll be making our rounds tomorrow, doing some man on the street questions. We got ten Delco Steaks gift cards to give away. We're not going to reveal the trivia question just yet, but we are going to be giving some prizes away. So if you find us, I mean, I'll be wearing my shirt and then I'll change into my Phillies jersey before the game. Uh, but yeah, come come find us if you if you like, you know, if you like Delco Steaks. I mean, who doesn't? You can't beat their meat, right? Nope. Cannot. Not impossible. Also, last shout out to our other partner here, Motive Sports. Uh, ben and I just p- both hit some nice PRs today on the uh, all the all trap bar deadlift. Uh, you know, sure. these guys are doing great. They uh, they operate over in Garnet Valley. It's Mark Gervaisi and Mike Cavallaro. They're doing all type of baseball training. They do physical therapy as well. If you know you have any injuries or anything that you want to attend to, but the main thing that they're trying to get is the baseball training. And you know, these guys know their stuff. They've been doing great testing, and I feel like that. It, it, we're only, I think, what do you say, four weeks in, and we're already starting to see just, you know, progress. And it's not just, oh, you look better, or you do, like, they keep track of everything. Yeah, yeah, no, it's two really like 
these guys know their stuff and it's been it's been really good i feel stronger i feel like i move a bit better you know with all the movement patterns and stuff we've been training but yeah it's i feel great like it's and you know especially like numbers wise you're i'm seeing the difference yeah yeah and it it, it keeps you accountable because you know yeah. this isn't like calling out any other facilities or anything but like you know some places aren't as thorough in terms of the testing like they don't always have the numbers up like every single time it's like oh you did this better than last week or oh you haven't really moved much since last week you know and yeah. i think i believe next week we're going to go back and get the exit velo tests and uh uh, if anybody wants a good time, come watch me run a 60. Uh, it's a, it's a, hey, it's, it's, as long as it's better than last time, then, you know, that's really all that matters. Yeah, yeah there you go. It's, maybe you'll finish before the sun goes down. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if we're doing it before uh, before Phil's game, I, I better. But <laughs> all, all I can say is, um, you know, we're on, we're on the uptrend. Uh, as I was saying, our cliche quotes, you know, uh, that, you know, back then they napped on me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, in terms of a six, in the terms of a sixty, it'd be a downtrend. I yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. Good point. We're, yeah. on the, we're on the downtrend. Yeah. All but down. in a good way. Downtrend in a good way. But yeah, but check out uh, Motive Sports. There, I, there is a location in Malvern as well, which I realize is like two minutes from my house. But since we're training with these guys, yeah, you know, makes sense. But if we ever do like take home stuff, you know, I'm, excuse me, I'm sure they can. I'm sure they can uh, arrange that over in Malvern. But I'm sure most of our audience is probably a little bit closer to Garnet Valley than they are to Malvern. Uh, I know that they're going to be working with the uh, Rowan County. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rowan County was a Cumberland County Juco baseball team. Got a couple of Delco guys there. Rowan College, Cumberland County. Yeah. It's like, it's RC3. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Cumber, it's Cumberland County. Yeah. Ro Rowan. I'm going to say Rowan College of Cumberland County. Does that sound right? Yeah. That sounds about right. Still sounds wrong, but like, yeah. I'm not well, sure. I always, I always knew him as Cum Cumberland County. Like Rowan said. College of South Jersey, Cumberland County. That's a lot of letters. There's a that's a few right there. Yeah. RCSJ Cumberland. Yeah, I guess I guess that makes more sense. That's just too Sorry. much going on. Let's just call them. I think they're yeah. I think they're the Dukes. Let's just call them the Dukes. The Dukes. Cumberland yeah. Dukes. Yeah. All right. Let's get into our matchups here. So we got the Miami Marlins. You know, we talked on this very program about how we really thought it was going to be the Diamondbacks, and honestly, I, I think we were underestimating like how bad the Astros wanted to win their division. I, I think the Diamondbacks honestly just were happy to play the Brewers as opposed to coming into Philly. It's a shorter trip. It's definitely a less hostile environment. But we got the Marlins, and most importantly, we got the eight o'clock night slot for all three games, which is huge for uh, for you you working adults, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's like, I mean, I'm a still a work from home guy, so I could have watched at any point. But man, like. I'm happy it's not like the three o'clock where it's, that just ruins your whole day. Like it's like a weird thing where you need to be productive and it's like, well, no, the fills are on. So, yeah. Yeah. I will be, uh, I'll be as, as I mentioned with the tailgate lots, I will be in the building for tomorrow. Maybe get some nice content, some fan shots, uh, maybe some, some cheesesteak reviews. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it'd be funny if I just got a cheesesteak that wasn't Delco steaks and just ripped it. Like this is a garbage sandwich. Like if you want a real sandwich, go to Delco steaks. I mean, the cheesesteaks themselves in the ballpark aren't always the uh, the best. So it makes sense. You just went out there and ripped yeah. it. Great, great branding opportunity here. Um, Take one right. bite right on the field. Like. Get kicked out. <laughs> just, Get kicked out with the logo on my back, though. Yeah, it'd be content. That'd be content. Yeah. You got to do yeah. what you got to do. Well, imagine imagine there's a video that goes around Twitter of me getting thrown out, but everybody just sees the Delco baseball now on the back of the shirt. That's free publicity. Oh. 
might be honest. I, I think here. I'd work for you. Like, might be honest would... something here. Yeah. Um, so yeah we, got an inter- we got we got an interesting series here. Um, obviously, the Marlins are a team that have played the Phillies well. They actually won the season series. They won seven to six. Not that those regular season games matter anymore, but it's kind of just to show that, like, you know, they're we're, they're not just going to come in here and fold. Like this team, you know, is uh, I wouldn't say that they're they're more talented or even on the same level talent wise, but they're not scared of us, and that's a big part of it. But in terms of the pitching matchups, we got Zach Wheeler versus Jesus Lazardo on Tuesday. We got Aaron Nola and Braxton Garrett on Wednesday. And if there were to be a game three, it seems like it's going to be Ranger Suarez against Edward Cabrera, who I might add is the best MLB The Show pitcher of all time. I, yeah, I, I kind of, I had a long, I, I had a falling out with MLB The Show this year when I did a, I did like a franchise thing and got fired. So I haven't played in a while and haven't really. Dude, it was brutal. I like put in all this work, and they fired me after the <laughs> thing. I, I like honestly haven't been able to go back since I was so hurt. But, Did you like, deserve to be fired? Um, like I was trying to rebuild the Rockies. Like I don't know what you want me to do. Like they, yeah. they're abysmal, and they have no money or prospects. So like I, I'm I was fighting for my life for a stupid franchise, and they let me go. So yeah. So if you get fired in a franchise that like the franchise mode's just done. No, you get like I think it offers you other contracts. Like I had other places to go and I was like, but well, I was yeah. honestly I was kind of dead set on it. So I was pissed. But yeah, yeah. no, I'll take your word on that one with the Everett Cabrera or Everett Cabrera. He just like whenever it was when, you know, MLB was trying to make a big deal about like making prospect cards. Like I don't even think he was in the majors yet at this point. Oh, and God. they made him they made him like in the nineties. And it was the one pitch. It was the sinker. It was unhittable. It, it was like mid to upper nineties, and it just would just dip right down. And there's nothing oh, like you knew it was coming. And there's nothing you could do about it. Yeah, so, just drop off the table. It's just unfair. But yeah, uh, so we got we got some notes about about this series. Uh, one thing that I think is going to be a big factor is Marlins. Uh, I guess he won the batting title. I'll call him an infielder because he kind of plays all over. Is Luis Arias? Yeah, utility player. Uh, he's dealing with an injured ankle. He says he plans to play. But he has not been playing much through the end of the season. And the the bigger question, because it seems like, you know, it's playoffs. He's going to try. How effective will he be? I don't know. So, like, I feel like he plays a game where he'll – like, his playing style probably still makes him somewhat effective because he is kind of more of just like a contact slap hitter guy, whereas, like, maybe more of the power guys, like if you have, like, an ankle injury or something like that, it's going to mess up, like, just – I don't know, your lower half, a lot, lot where, where your power comes from. But I don't know, with the rise, I, honestly, I fully expect him, just like knowing how things usually go with this stuff, I fully expect him to just be, like, amazing. I, I'd imagine we could probably see him at DH, uh, most likely, yeah. if the ankle's a problem. It could also be something where if, like, he gets, you know, a hit in a big spot, he gets pinch run for, but he's going to be a threat. I mean, he won the batting title – Two consecutive years, according to Twitter, he's actually the first player in MLB history to win the batting title in both leagues in back-to-back years. Huh. Because uh, I guess most most guys that win the batting title aren't switching teams, you know. Yeah, getting, yeah, most of the time they're not getting traded. Yeah, yeah. So makes it's kind sense. Of insane, kind of insane to think that like the team that got rid of him, their batting title winner, made the playoffs for the first time in like a little bit, and then the team that got that same batting title winner, and now he's won one. Now they've, like, made the playoffs for the first time in a little, like, a 
decent. I mean, they've made the actual like full season playoffs for the first time since what, like 2003 when they or I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's about as good of a win-win trade you can get with Pablo yeah. Lopez and Arias going there. But his his injury uh, is going to be one to follow. Uh, I also want to talk real quick before we go to the Philly side. The Marlins bullpen is very, very lefty heavy, which is something that, you know, when you think about the Phillies core players, right? Leadoff hitter, Schwarber, lefty. lefty. Harper, uh, Harper obviously, you know, seems to be better against lefties than most just because he's a stud. But lefty, you know, Bryson Stott's a lefty. Brandon Marsh is a lefty, right? Like there's there's a lot of lefties in this lineup that could potentially cause Rob Thompson to think, all right, like, is this a Christian Pache time? Is this a Weston Wilson time? Like, you know, Edmundo Sosa, like there's going to be some opportunities for potentially for righties to pinch hit late in the game. And that's something that he's going to have to think about, but I don't know. It's a pretty good bullpen. I mean, Tanner Scott has been their best bullpen pitcher, but you know, outside of letting up that Homer to Pache, like AJ Puck's been good. Steven Okert's been good. They have, they have old Dave Robertson too. Uh, who obviously blew a save earlier against the Phillies, but like he's been good at September. So I think uh, I think you know not not going into the late innings with a deficit will be important. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I think as a whole, like they're. I was because I was looking like what the Marlins have been doing of recently. They've really been like, I feel like Lazardo's been the only starter that's really getting them any kind of length in games, and they've just been going to the bullpen at this point. Uh, they're solid. Like it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough ask against both Lazardo, Garrett, or any of their bullpen guys. Yeah, and Lazardo's been great. I mean, he has almost identical numbers to Zach Wheeler. Like his ERA is three point sixty three, and, and Wheeler's is three point six one. Right? Mm-hmm. Wheeler's got two hundred twelve Ks, and Lazardo has two hundred eight Ks. And the interesting thing about Lazardo is he actually at the age of what is he right now? He's he was born in ninety seven, so he's probably like 20, 20, 25, 26. Like he has a couple of starts because he started at twenty one years old for that A's team in like yeah, twenty twenty, like. Because I think I want to say he got traded for Starling Marte. I think he was like the uh, the the piece of that. I could I could be yeah, mistaken, right? Um, because I think Marte went from there to the Mets after that. But I'm pretty sure that you know he's got that experience. It didn't go very well for him, but like he was like 20 or 21 years old, mm. you know. So that's not surprising. Um, but yeah, no, he he's gonna be he's gonna be interesting because some of the Phillies' core players do not have great numbers against him. Now, granted, the sample size isn't huge. But JT Romuto is one for 13 against him. Alec Bohm is one for 11. Trey Turner's 0 for 8. The only player, you know, like Harper's one for nine, Schwarber's two for nine. I wanted to list the righties first. The only player that has what I would consider good numbers is Stott, who's four for five. Again, not the biggest of sample size, but like it is noteworthy when you know, your three best righty hitters are combined two for like, what, 30 against him? Yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know, you watch Lozardo pitch, like he just looks like a tough at bat. And I don't know, I mean, clearly it's kind of showing with them. It's, but also, I think we talked about this a little bit, like with playoffs and like pitching, I feel like the scouting is so much more focused on guys. So I don't know, the Phillies have seem to have like great hitting coaches, and you know, their offense always seems to or has seemed to be pretty good this entire year. I trust those guys to make an adjustment if there is one to make. Yeah. So, so Lazardo started twice against the Phillies this year. He started on April 11th, three earned runs over six innings. He started on July 9th, two earned runs over six and a third innings. I'm thinking it's going to be just a gritty low scoring game one. Like I could see both Wheeler and Lazardo coming out of the game around the sixth or seventh with the score, like two, one, 
you know, three, two, like just something. I, I just, I don't see either of these pitchers just getting shelled. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it. Be, I could see that first one being low scoring. Like if Zach, you know, if Zach Wheeler gets hit around, it's usually, he's not letting up like four or five home runs, right? He's like letting, you know, base hits go the other way. Like, you know, people are, are just timing him up a little bit, but I just, you know, I think later games in the series, as we'll talk about in a little bit, could be more high scoring, but just, I just, with the offense that the Marlins had, like they, they were, I believe they were last in the entire national league and run scored this year and going against Wheeler, you know, they have a couple guys on their team have been all right. Uh, Josh Bell is by far the guy that has the most at bats. He's 10 for 36 with three homers off of Wheeler. Jorge Soler is four for 14. Uh, Luis Araya is only two for nine. Joey Wendell, who I don't even know if he starts regularly, is five for 17. Josh Bell, I mean, he kind of killed the Phillies with the Padres last year. And I, I don't know, just hearing his name and as a switch hitter, I just like, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I always feel like concerned when he's up. He's, he's kind of turned into a bit of a Phillies killer. Yeah, that's a, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be a tough out, especially if he's, he's got pretty good numbers against Wheeler too. Like, I don't know. And just definitely, we we talked about before we came on here, like the the kind of like randomish guy beating them, like he might be the leading candidate there. See, the thing is though, with Miami, man, he's not like a random guy. Like he's like their, you know, no, yeah, you know, I know what you're saying. Like, like I just feel like it's me, someone that like we we either either haven't heard of, or it'll be like a Garrett Hampson or somebody that's like not because yeah, I would say Josh Bell to to most baseball fans that are like above the casual level, like. I wouldn't say household name, but like you know, he's been on enough good teams that you've seen him bounce around. Yeah, a little you, bit. yeah. But someone like Russell, Oker, know, you know, yeah, no, not a shot. You probably like know who Josh Bell was though. Yeah, but uh, Zach Wheeler's had some good starts versus the Marlins this year. April twelfth, he let up one earned run over six. July seventh, three earned runs over six, and August second, two earned runs over six. All three exactly six innings pitched. So I think that's a fair benchmark to uh, yeah. to guess where he's going to hopefully start. You know, in a three-game series, like it, longevity does matter. It doesn't matter as much as it does in a in a long series. Like if you know, he only goes a couple, like four or five innings, it would it would be bad. But as long as they win, it's like mm-hmm. something that you can get past. But I believe uh, I believe I saw the stat. It's I think seventy-eight percent of teams in a three-game series that win game one go on to win the series. And I'm just hoping we get a vintage Wheeler start. Same. <laughs> that same here. Like yeah. that's it's all you really can hope for, honestly. All right, game two here. So Aaron Nola is going to be. Uh, I mean, this is a. It's it's much of a legacy game as you can get, considering you know last year he had such a great start to the playoffs and kind of teetered off towards the end here. But not mm-hmm. only is Nola pitching for his, you know, the Philly season, he's pitching for his career at this point. I mean, you know, if he goes out and has a dominant postseason. Like that could force the Phillies' hands into being like, all right, you're not going anywhere, right? But if he goes out yeah. and gets absolutely rocked, and the Phillies either don't win the series or like you know lose in the next round with him not doing much else, like the writing might be on the wall here. But against the Marlins this year, in all three starts, he's let up four on runs. April 11th was five and two thirds. July 9th was six. Uh, I'm sorry, July. Well, yeah, July was sixth, and then September 9th, I was at this game. 4.1 innings pitched, four earned runs. He let up seven hits. Yeah. And I believe – I remember we were up 5 nothing, and then he let up four. So he ended up getting the win because we ended up winning 8-4. But it was like – Well, that was, that was not the Noah start you wanted to see. No, not at all. And that's – he's like – this postseason quite literally just 
like pitching for the bag right now. Like you go, he's had a rough year, but like you give a couple really solid postseason starts, you almost like I feel like people could almost forget about it. You know, like this is his chance with like everyone watching the show what kind of pitcher he is, and like I don't know. I mean, I would like for him to remain a Philly, but I you know don't know what's going on in his mind. Have never met this man in person but like you'd imagine that he, he's probably aware of like the i mean obviously like the playoff pressure but also like the financial like incentives of doing well these next couple games yeah and, and you can almost argue that if he does so well he could be playing himself out of here for a team that yeah. you know, is willing to like give him like 30 mil a year you know a team that has a good has a good lineup and just needs some arms um but but regardless you know he's He's had his struggles this year, man. I mean, 4.46 ERA. He hit the 200 strikeout mark. And we talked about when we were at Motive earlier is that, like, he has been pitching very well of late. Like, that start mm-hmm. against – there was a start against the Pirates where he looked fantastic. And then there was a start against the Mets where – I'm pulling it up here. So, in his – I'm sorry, it was a start against the Braves. So, he had – he let up one earned run over six and two-thirds against the Pirates. He let up two earned runs over six innings with eight Ks against the Braves. Like, you know, the last two starts have been very, very encouraging. More encouraging out of anything, though, is 16 strikeouts and no walks in the last two starts. Yeah, it's definitely. And I, I do think that there's probably – and I forget if we if it was on, like, the last time we recorded. But we were talking about how uh, Aaron Noll was a big game pitcher. Like, I think that probably has a little bit to do with it, going in from, like, World Series playoff, that atmosphere, then to like short rest, then to you're starting the regular season over again. You're playing in like April, May, the summer of like, you know, and now he's kind of gotten back down the stretch and maybe that adrenaline's back a little bit. Like that's, that's my guess on it. Hopefully, I, hope so. I sure hope so. Yeah. A bit optimistic, but that that's my guess on it. So a lot of the Marlins hitters don't have too much um, of a track record against them. Jorge Soler, who, He's going to be popping up this whole series because he's done well, whether it be with the, the Braves or the Marlins. He's done well against Philly's pitching. He's 5 for 16 in his career against Nola. Uh, John Birdie's 4 for 13. This one's weird. So Garrett Hampson, the Marlins shortstop, he's 2 for 10, but he has two homers. So clearly, you know, he's got that, that potential pop. Uh, and unfortunately with Nola, home, the home runs have been the issues this year, unquestionably. Yeah. Unquestionably. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little Braxton Garrett here. I mean, he sounds like he's a, you know, LSU frat bro. I mean, honestly, with that name, Braxton <laughs> Garrett, maybe maybe more like Duke, you know, maybe more of like a, a more wealthy school. Like, you know, yeah, Wake that's State an Sports. SEC. That's like an SEC so? frat vice president. How about like Vanderbilt? Nah, like he's got, I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, bro, LSU, dude. we're thinking deep south. All right, well, yeah, either yeah, way, yeah. Uh, Braxton's had a solid year. With that being said, a lot of Phillies have done well against him. So he's got a 3.66 ERA this year. But Alec Bohm is five for nine with a homer. Trey Turner is two for six with two homers. JT is three for seven with a homer. And Bryce is three for nine with two doubles. And both of his starts against the Phillies this year, almost identical. Five innings pitch, six hits, three earned runs, and a couple of Ks. So, like, as to your point earlier, I could see him, you know, go, going out of this game early, but, like, mm-hmm. not out of control. Like, you know, he's not – you know, he, he might not potentially make it deep into the game, but – you know, he might keep it under control. Yeah, that's. I think if they can get, like, five – I mean, judging from how he's normally been going and, like, this, 
they get like five and keep it under, you know, three runs, it's probably the ideal start out of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the game where it, it has the potential to be a little more high scoring. You know, I love Nola. I, I'm, I'm hoping that we get a legacy game, but just in terms of like reality, like there's a good chance that that's a game where both pitchers, you know, m- might not go too deep into the game. And then it's a test of the bullpens at that point. Um, yeah. But as for the potential for a game three in this series, that's where it could get fun because Ranger Suarez is probably just in terms of the mental state of a pitcher, probably the the number one pitcher I trust the most just in terms of like, you know, a do or die game. Like the Phillies didn't have any do or die games last postseason. They did not have any winner moves on loser, loser goes home. No, yeah. I, I felt like if the Phillies were able to steal that game six in Houston, then Ranger pitching game seven against McCullers like that. I, th- I truly think they would have won that game. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, they shelled McCullers before. Uh, I agree with you there. But, yeah, I mean, he's he's kind of had like a little bit of a down year. So, well, Ranger has had a little bit of a down year this year. But I still like – I trust that dude with my life in a, in a playoff game. I do. And, and I think that, you know, he is somebody that – I'm going to pull up his, uh, his stats here because I feel like – He's had a couple of, you know, promising starts in September. Obviously, I'm not going to take the hangover game against the Pirates into consideration. He did the same thing last year after we clinched in Houston. He went out mm-hmm. and got rocked the next day. So, I'm, I'm not going to take any stock into that whatsoever. But, um, you know, he had a good start in St. Louis. He had a, he had a, he had 10 strikeouts in his last start against the Marlins, which was on uh, Sunday, September 10th. And, okay. uh, and against the Marlins this year, he let up three earned runs, in uh, five and two thirds back in July on August 1st. It was weird. He let up 10 hits, but he only let up one run against them on August 1st. That is how you scatter some hits there. That's the ultimate, like, bend, don't break type of philosophy. (laughs) Um, Jorge Soler, another guy, like I said, popping up. He's got two home runs and nine at-bats. He's three for nine. Yuli Yuli Gurriel, who we, of course, remember from that World Series last year, is four for ten. Garrett Hampson's three for nine off of him. So, you know, there's been some guys with success, and – I don't like – I mean, Jorge Soler has a World Series winning home run to his name, mm-hmm. you know, in 2021 with the Braves. Uh, he's someone that I think could, you know, unfortunately become a household name, for, and, and just in Philly specifically. Uh, I really hope not. But the, the more we lay this out, the more it feels like the Marlins have, like, constructed just, like, a Phillies beating machine almost. <laughs> like, it's like they, they were created just to beat us but not anyone else. Yeah, yeah, it was just a, they they were created with one opponent in mind. Yeah. And just whatever whatever happens from yeah. there. I mean, it's been like that. They've like it's been like that for years too with them. Like they just Oh, that, that one year, um I think it was I no, it wasn't the COVID year because teams didn't have fans there. I think it was the mm-hmm. year before where the Phillies would have made the playoffs if they weren't like 4 and 15 against the Marlins. Oh, yeah, Price's, I know. Price's yeah. first year. Dude, they were so bad against and and that Marlins team was terrible too. Yeah, yeah, like that that wasn't even any close to a playoff contender. But it's just like it just shows, man. Like some teams like just have have you in a mental lock. Like I always think back, uh, quick sport change here for the Flyers. The year that they got knocked out by the Rangers, I think it was twenty. Was it twenty fourteen or something? Like Mm -hmm. they, I think they got they lost like all six games of the season series. They hadn't won in an MSG in like you know five years. Like it was just like a house of horrors there, and, and it's just like some teams like on paper they're really not that much better or worse than you. It's just like something about playing them, like Joe Burrow and and the Browns. 
He loses yeah. to the Browns every time he plays them, but the Bengals are always better and do better than them. It's like some teams just have your number. Yeah, yeah, that's and that that is pretty much the Marlins to a T. Like they just they have to. I I, I like to think that like still though the just playoff atmosphere everything like I think that might change it a little bit, but yeah, they it's a, this is not a an opponent to take lightly. Not at all. All right. Last but not least, pitching wise, Edward Cabrera, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, uh, will be likely getting a potential game three start. Same thing. It's a small sample size. Nobody on this Phillies team has really faced him. Uh, I don't think anybody has a double digit amount of at bats against him. Bryce is two for five with a homer. JT's one for five with a homer. Turner's three for five with a double. He started twice against the Phillies this year. And I want to bring up a point in the second one. So on April 12th, two more runs over five innings pitched. July 31st, he only threw three innings because he had six walks. He's had three games with six walks this year. So it's going to be curious to see if the Phillies crowd could potentially kind of rattle him a bit because he has that ability to just completely spiral. Yeah, no, he's – especially like he's a young guy too. Hasn't really been here yet. Um, So, yeah, that – I think it's definitely something that, that would be possible. You know, be one of those things where I think if you're on the Marlins side, you're probably hoping for him to get through like – that first inning pretty quickly, and that's like, hopefully, kind of that calms him down, and that's then he goes from there. But no, I mean that that crowd's gonna be tough for the Marlins all, all series. So I, I could see them at least rattling a couple of their pitchers. All right, well, I guess it's time for uh, our series predictions and MVP predictions. So I'll go first on the series prediction. Um, I think I do think that the Phillies are gonna win the series. I'm gonna take them in three games because I think that. The Marlins, you know, whatever it is that has made them so successful against the Phillies makes them makes me think that they're not just going to come in here, roll over and get swept. But I, I have a take to unveil that the Marlins and the Washington Commanders have the same just like energy. <laughs> like they, it's like they were created just to piss off Phillies fans and Eagles fans. Like they're they're really not on paper. They're really not that good. Like they're a solid team. But for whatever reason, they just give us so much trouble that it's just it's mind numbing. And 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 like the birds winning on Sunday, like I still think we win, but they're just there's going to be so many headaches in this series. Like there's certainly going to be time in the series where we think we're going to lose. But I do believe that Ranger in elimination game is is who I want on the mound over Cabrera. And I'll take Trey Turner as the series MVP. He gets his first taste of being on the right side of the Phillies playoff crowd. I like that. I like that. I got so I'm kind of with you where, like, I think the Phillies win, but I just don't think anyone's going to feel good about it. Um, but I just – I think the Phillies win two ugly games. Like, probably game one you're going to leave not feeling good about the offense, and game two you're going to leave feeling not good about the pitching, and just, like, no one's going to be able to sleep going into Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My MVP for the Phillies, like – just seems like a playoff guy. Just I'm just ripping Kyle Schwarber. Like I'm going with my guy. Talked a little bit before where it's like this is kind of that early June weather. It's the stuff that sparks them. I like Schwarber. I think even though he's going to see a lot of lefties, I don't know. I just seems like the guy to do it. He's he always is the guy to do it. Do you see a leadoff Schwarber in one of the games? Game two. Right when right when we're not feeling good about the offense. Mm -hmm. that's when he comes out all right hopefully yeah. this clip ages well um 
So you heard it here first. Those are our predictions. Now let's pull out the whole bracket here. Might as well and talk about uh, the rest of the league before we wrap things up. Just take a little bit of a look around what we got here. There we go, our handy-dandy bracket here. So as you can see right there in the bottom right, the Phils and the Marlins. So, of course, we're both taking the Phils. Ben, I know that it happened last year, but the playoffs are such a hot mess. Spencer Strider's healthy. I just I don't think I can take them with a clear head against the Braves this year. They, they have the best offense of all time, almost statistically, and they have a pitching staff that is healthier and better lined up compared to last year. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And this, so also, real quick before we get into that, I think if the Marlins beat the Phillies, they go on a really deep run. Just because. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just just it just they like I feel like that's the type of team that would do it where it's just kind of out of nowhere, like pulls an upset and kind of goes for a bit. But, yeah, no, I, I'm kind of with you on the Braves, especially the way the pitching's matching up. Like, if the Phillies and Marlins go three, like you're talking about, we're screwed in the first two games. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be Strider versus, like, Taiwan Walker or Chris Sanchez. Yeah. And I, I, dude, I prefer Chris Sanchez. I, I so – in, the intern got back to me uh, on Taiwan Walker postseason stats. I just like give me a give me a so I want to guess. I want you to guess which team and give me like a win loss and ERA and innings pitched. I'm sorry. What's the question? All right. Taiwan Walker has postseason stats. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm yeah. guessing I, – I think Arizona made it when he was there at some point. It was Arizona. Yeah, that was my guess. He started one game for Arizona. Just oh. give, give me a wild guess on how that one went for him. Um, let's see. So, he was probably there when – I'm trying to even think who they played. Was it, Did they play the Rockies? Uh, like, they, was it a series no, that Archie was, Bradley had the, the triple? They, yeah, that was so. That was the wild card game. He did not oh, pitch the okay, wild okay. card game. He pitched in the divisional series against the Dodgers. Oh, this definitely didn't go well. <laughs> I'm gonna say three innings pitched, seven runs. Um, one inning pitched, four earned. Cl- clean ERA of 36. So was he a, was he um, starting? Like no, yeah, he started. He made it one inning. Oh. Um, he gave up how many hits did he give up? He's let's see, he walked two, intentionally walked one, gave up a home run, four hits. He did strike out all of his outs, so there's that. Um, but yeah, uh, it has not gone well for him, and, and he has not been in the playoffs since. So, redemption tour. I still, yeah. I still think that putting him out there is a suicide mission. But. No, his strikeouts per nine are is twenty seven though. It's <laughs> as high as it can go. Yeah. Uh, so. I will say that if the Marlins beat us, I'll probably be pissed off at them, but I would one hundred percent root for them over the Braves. Oh yeah, no, no, Easily. yeah, without a doubt. Easily. Um, all right, so Diamondbacks and Brewers. I'm actually going to pick the Diamondbacks here because finding out about Brandon Woodruff's injury is definitely concerning. Like, obviously Corbin Burns is still a stud. I think that the Brewers win the first game with Corbin Burns against Brandon Fott. I mean, like, obviously that is about as lopsided as you can get. But, dude, they're going to have Gowan and Kelly for games two and three. And I think if you're the Brewers, like, you win that first game, you're feeling good. And then a team like the Diamondbacks with two starting pitchers that can match up with that, like, I'll take the Diamondbacks offense over the Brewers offense. And then if you have your pitchers, your one and two guys ready for those second and third games, they'll they'll have the better pitcher in games two and three. 
Yeah, that's an interesting. That was I saw a funny tweet of someone like the Diamondbacks just tweeted out a picture of Brandon Fott and was like, "This is our starting pitcher." And there was like, I don't even know who that is. Like, I couldn't even begin to guess. But yeah, I like that. But I don't know. I think Milwaukee still beats them. Yeah, this. I don't know. I I just the Brewers. I feel like are like kind of sneaky, solid, or and they have been pretty like under. I don't know. There just hasn't been much of like any kind of spotlight on them recently, and I feel like they've been doing well because it, it seemed like they pulled away with the NL Central after being down to like the Reds for a while. So I like them. I th- I think like what losing Woodruff sucks and probably takes them out of World Series contention, but I I think they win. I think they win in three. I think Merrill Kelly sells in Game Three. Really? Okay. All right. Well, can we both agree that the Dodgers are beating whoever wins that that series? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That right. yeah, can I can agree on that? I'll, I'll give it a Dodgers in five. All right, that's valid. Um, yeah, I mean, assuming that you know the the NLCS, if the Phillies don't win, you know, I, I'm assuming the Braves would beat the Marlins. I'm still picking the Braves to win, regardless of what happens. But I, I man, I think there's there's something about like there's something to be said about how the best team in the league especially ones with dominant regular seasons, usually just don't win a World Series. Like, I really have no reason to pick against the Braves other than the fact that they only seem to win when they're not the favorites. Like, 2021 was probably the worst Braves roster of the last five to ten years. You know, I mean, Acuna got hurt, right? Like, they were starting – I mean, Eddie Rosario lit the world on fire, right? Like, Jock Peterson, you know, they just had, like, random dudes jumping out of nowhere to fuel them in the outfield. Um and I don't know. I, I feel like the Dodgers on paper, at least offensive wise, have the talent to match up with them. I know that losing Walker Bueller to the injury and Urias, but I don't know. It's just like it's almost to, to the point where I'm picking it because both of these teams are notorious for choking when they're the favorite and the Braves would be the favorite. So I'm picking the Dodgers for that reason. I like that. I just. Yeah, the same thing with the Braves is they just feel too obvious you know like they've just like they've run through the entire year it just like it makes too much sense for it to be them so i don't my thing is though i don't know if it's gonna be the dodgers or beat them um you know just for like sake of opposing you i'm gonna pick the braves to win this all right that's fair the, the American League is wide open. I think the American League, it's, it's not even like, you know, the the, the the National League is very top heavy. The American League is wide open. I mean, coming down to the fact that we had, you know, a team like Texas, if they had just won on Sunday, they'd be the two seed, not the five, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's just so much that happened over the course. I mean, it came down like the Mariners almost snuck in the playoffs, but they didn't. The Blue Jays, it looked like they were going to play the Rays for a long time, and then they fell down to six. A lot going on here. Let's start in the top left, the Blue Jays and the Twins. It's just like, honestly, I don't care who the Twins are playing. It's just so hard to pick them when they've lost how many playoff games in a row? Like 19? Yeah. But you know what? This is going to be the year. It's got to it's gotta happen sometimes, right? You can't <laughs> you lose every win eventually. the rest of your life. You know? Yeah, like the, they're going to win one eventually. I think they win, I guess, two. Yeah. According according yeah. to Twitter, it's it's 18 straight playoff games, not just series, playoff games. They they've got swept in every series since then, or or wild card yeah. or whatever. Um, I I think that they win. I'm gonna say they 
here's the thing. Like, if they break the streak, I feel like it could be kind of something similar to the Phillies last year where it's just like, hey, we got the we got the monkey off the back, you know. Now let's go have fun. Yeah, it could be. And, like, I don't know. I, I, I do think – I think they can beat the Blue Jays. I, I think, like, they got the home crowd. The Blue Jays are – eh, like, they're good, but they're not, inconsistent. like – Yeah, yeah, they're good but inconsistent, and they seem like they've been trending down a little bit recently. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. I, I kind of like the Twins. I'll take I the think. Jays just because I think that their offense is better, and I think that I don't. Know, I mean, the, the Jays have a good pitching staff. I mean, you know, Jose Very Jose Barrios revenge game, right? Like, yeah. he, you know, he was on the Twins for uh for a while, and I don't, I don't remember when he got traded there, but just pulling up the pitching stats. I mean, Kevin Gosman's had a had a great year. He's let's see, where is he? Did I just lose him? He's just like not showing. Why, why is he not showing up on the? I mean, he's probably has a what a, a pretty Alph- normal. Oh, it's alphabetical. I'm an idiot. I am yeah, such an idiot. Yeah. Look, all, all four starters for the Blue Jays have ERAs under four. Really? Chris Bassett three point six, Jose Barrios three point six, Kevin Gosman three point one, and Yusei Kikuchi three point eight six. That's a team that's built for a, for a longer series too. Yeah. That's a, all right. And then, Whatever the hell happened to Alec Manoa? Jesus. Yeah, is he? He didn't make the roster, did he? Uh, I don't know if they announced it yet. I mean, oh, okay. I, I can't imagine. He's a five point eight seven ERA. I don't know what their their plan is for him, but they seem like they have a pretty pretty respectable bullpen as well. A lot of numbers in the ones and twos here. Uh, I did not know that Jordan Hicks is on the Blue Jays. The pitcher from the Cardinals that threw like one hundred five. <laughs> I, I yeah, I know yeah. that. Yeah, I'm finding that out for the first time too. That what? <laughs> When did he go there? It must have been a quiet deadline move because yeah, nobody cares about the yeah. Cardinals. Um, yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the Jays in this series, but I think similar to the Dodgers. I mean, I just I don't see the Astros losing to either of these teams. Yeah, I I don't. Let's look. At, I mean, the Astros like they they've had a well, lot of guys. I don't, guys think, I don't think they're going to lose either of those. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, as much as I want them to, as much as as funny as it would be to see the Twins beat the Astros, like. I just don't think don't think it's gonna happen. No, but I mean that would be a huge like dynasty versus destiny thing. Like I have nothing against the twins. I, the only people I don't like from Minnesota are Vikings fans. Um, yeah, fair. Just, just because you know, actually, it's not even that I don't like them. We just own them, so it's it's pretty funny. Oh, but yeah, imagine those Vikings fans are also Twins fans. So. Yeah, um, yeah, but I mean they got Verlander at the deadline. That was huge because you know Framber Valdez has had a rough second half. Hunter Brown hasn't really panned out the way they. They would have no, liked yeah. and, and Christian Javier, after no hitting us in the World Series, has had a pretty bad year. 4-5 ERA for them. They still have a great bullpen. Hector Neris, of course, still love Hector. Had an elite year. Brian Abreu, Ryan Presley. Like, they still got a lot of guys there. Uh, and and I, I think one guy that kind of just completely flew under the radar because of his injury was Michael Brantley. Like, he's, he was gone, like, most of the year. And then he just came back and it's like, oh, yeah, he's just one of the best, like, pure hitters in the league. So. Oh, that's a – I honestly didn't even know Michael Brantley was still kicking. Like exactly, like, good for him, man. That's he's old. He's just been a good hitter for I don't even know, probably a decade at this point. Like yeah, yeah. I mean, he just like I don't know. He's he's never gonna wow you with his power, but he's always gonna be a a threat. And when you have Jordan, you have Kyle Tucker, Bregman, like uh, whatever. I, I don't know what the heck happened to Jeremy Pena. He had, he's had a pretty bad year so far, but. I don't know. He's, he's got. He, we know he's got the clutch gene already. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. That's. I, I do think that 
the Astros are a much, not much, but definitely worse team than they were last year. Awesome. Just now, wait, so Jeremy Pena won the World Series MVP last year. It probably should have been Jordan, right? Uh, nah, Pena went crazy. Yeah, but but Jordan had the the homer that won it. I don't know. I guess it's that's more. Of his, had, that was that was just one homer. Yeah, I guess it's more. He wasn't really doing battle. much. No, I guess that's more of the battle of longevity versus you know the big moment. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, so going down to the bottom of the bracket, I think the most, I think the best series is the Rays and the Blue Jays. I, I think, or I'm sorry, the Rays and the Rangers. I think the Rays and the Rangers is just one that I I really don't have a good feel for. I mean, you know, the Rays. Knowing Kevin Cash and the Rays, how many, what's the over under for pitchers thrown in this series? Um, I would imagine that every pitcher on the Rays roster, especially given the issues with like all the injuries that they've had to their starting pitching, um, they're I mean they're down to I think it's like Glass now and Eflin are going for them. I would imagine that we see like at least ten pitchers from the Rays in this series. Hey, great season from Zach Eflin, 3.5 ERA. Yeah. He's, got, he's got 16 wins this year. Oh, yeah. No, he threw great. Probably, probably yeah. made, the, made the Phillies kind of eat their words a little bit there, but yeah, all right. Yeah. Funny that he is the – like. so I think he is the record free agent signing in Rays history. I think he's the biggest – he's got the biggest free agent contract. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, uh, which is so funny to think about that – Imagine being F when you're sitting there like, like I'm not the best. Like, come on. Like, I, I don't deserve to be the highest paid player of franchises. Yeah. And, I mean, it was like three years, 40 mil, which isn't yeah. like crazy. But still, it's funny to think about when it's like it's Zach Eflin is the record-breaking free agent signing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this series, I have absolutely no idea what to feel about it. I mean, I think I lean the Rays just because, you know, this group has a lot more experience. But, I mean, Seager – you know, had an incredible playoff run for the Dodgers when they won it all. So it's not like they don't have players that have been a part of it. Losing Scherzer hurts for them for sure. I'm going to take the Rays because I just get loser energy from the Rangers. Like, we talked about it. At yeah, Boca, yeah. But it's just like they went all out celebrating when they clinched a playoff spot, knowing all they had to do was win. They'd get the bye and they'd get the home field in, in the second round. And, all, and they went out, you know, they had their celebration like they – the job was finished. The job wasn't finished. The Rangers stole for them, and now they got to go into the trap. And I just feel like that's you know it's just bad juju. Yeah, I mean they really collectively just shot themselves in the foot there. Like you you go from having the division by like that in itself, and then it's like you go to the trap, which is like I don't know if it's a very tough environment, but it's just kind of like not the best place in the world. And then, like, if you end up winning, which honestly, like, I don't think they are, you're going to Baltimore, and that place is going to be a madhouse. I, I can absolutely confirm like, that. Great baseball town. And oh, yeah. Been tortured for too long. Like, my my old roommate was at the Delman Young game where he hit, like, the three-run mm-hmm. double against the Tigers. And, uh, and, you know, they've been waiting pretty much since then to have, like, their signature playoff moment since then is when Edwin Encarnacion had a three-run <laughs> walk-off homer because Buck Showalter, for some reason, wouldn't put in um, yeah, Zach, Zach, Britton. Britton, Zach Britton. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think that whoever wins that series is going to lose to the Orioles. But I I, I don't know. I mean, the Orioles I, – I said this at the beginning of the year. I They're a lot better than I thought they were going to be. I still think that, like, this is the year where they fail in the playoffs 
And then next year is the year where they get a couple more arms. They have that, their core has the experience. And then next year is like when the true title window opens. With that being said, they could win it this year. Absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, I just think that I, I would not pick them over the Astros. That's all. I think I would. I, th- I think I am. Yeah. Um, I just like, I don't know. So you and we were talking about like the, the amount of time it's been kind of gives me that last year Phillies itch vibe where it's like the, obviously the record, like they've run through the league pretty easily this year, unlike the Phillies did last year. But they kind of have that thing of, oh, like first time in the playoffs, maybe the expectations aren't that huge. But like it's been a long time. You get into your home stadium with like fans that have been starved of this for so long. And I don't know. It's you think about like the Reese Hoskins home run against like Atlanta. If something like that happens, like it's going to be like that release. And I think that energy is just going to really push them through. And yeah. No, no, just keep going. Sorry. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I think Houston's kind of like they're there. I, I just, it doesn't, I don't know. They, they, they don't give me the same kind of just like machine vibes of last year. I, I think they're susceptible to, just getting, I don't even know, kind of like intimidated by yeah, the no, I, I agree. I understand what you're saying. I think we're, you know, we're having a debate. Like, I, I think on paper, one through 26, the Orioles might be the better team. We're basically betting it's talent versus experience at this point. You know, like, I think that the Astros have been through enough adversity that when it gets down to the nitty gritty, like some of these young Orioles, not saying they're going to crumble. But, like, you know, the Astros are the team that they've been there every single year. They're always there. Uh, every player on that roster has been battle-tested. And I could see just, like, a seven-game ALCS where, like, the Orioles come up short and then next year's the year where they come back and go on their, like, revenge tour. But I, I hope just for, like, the Orioles' sake, I mean, that's a tortured fan base, that they get yeah. their, their moment, you know, that baseball is officially back in Baltimore. Because it's really not – you can't say it's back until it, it translates to the playoffs. And mm-hmm. it, it's very rare to see a team that has had such a big drought, not just only winning, but like making the playoffs in general to be the one seed, you know, usually they sneak in. There's no expectations, but like the Orioles have a weird balance of, we have no expectations, but we also have a lot of expectations, you know? Yeah. I feel like they're like, they gotta be one of the least hyped one seeds. I think we've seen just in terms of, they have, they have the best record in the AL. They, they've been, like, for good reason. But, yeah, there's not a lot. You don't really – I don't know. I, I don't see anyone, like, picking them. I don't see really anything. It's just – they're still just kind of, like, there. I, I do – I think, though, like, they're going to kind of remind everyone, like, hey, like, we're that team. When- I think everybody's just worried about the pitching staff. I mean, they, they don't have – you know, Kyle Bradish has pitched this season like an ace – but I don't think anyone around the league, like when you think of aces, considers that. I mean, he had a 2.83 ERA. Like he's going to start game one. And then after that, uh, I mean, it, it's probably Rodriguez and, and Kramer starting those games. So I think that people are worried about the starting pitching just because we haven't seen, you know, seen it. But with that being said, they are the only team in Major League Baseball that did not get swept in a single series this year. I mean, that's. That's incredibly impressive. Yeah. Adley Rutschman's never been swept. Like not even last year? No. 
No, oh. I mean, when he, it, like, he's a legit culture changer. And it, you yeah, know, it no, also, they have been like insane since. Yeah. And it's like, it, it also shows that this team is, is good with, uh, with dealing with adversity. Like, if they lose a game or two in the series, they're, you know, they don't really go on these losing like skids, remarkably consistent. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I know it's chalk. I, I feel terrible going one, two, one, two. But I mean, it's just like, uh, I mean, yeah. I'm picking, I'm picking the Astros to win. So it's not all chalk. Um, so, yeah, my my World Series pick, I think the Dodgers get revenge on the Astros. I think that, you know, there's enough of that core there and that was there in 2017 when they felt like they got cheated out of a championship. And they still almost won. Uh, you know, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman at the top of the order is terrifying. And I think that both of these teams pitching staffs have honestly taken a bit of a step back. I expect a lot of those. Remember that one game that was like 13 to 12 in extra innings? Yeah, yeah. Give me a bunch of just barn burners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm actually. I think it's going to end up being completely chalk. So, in my defense, though, I think you could argue that the Blue Jays are probably like the Blue Jays could probably be favored would be favored over the Twins in the series and like betting lines, and the Astros would probably be favored over the Orioles in terms of like with that type of thing. You could almost say the same thing about the Rangers and the Rays. So, while I've picked the higher seed, I don't think I'm picking like the favorite to, per se. Yeah, let's see. But, it looks like, and you're right. The Blue Jays are. Um, it looks like they are favored tomorrow. Yeah, actually, well, it's, oh, actually, I don't know. It, let me see. It, it looks like it's pretty much even for the most part. Uh, the yeah. Rays are favored. The Phillies are favored. Obviously, the biggest favorite tomorrow is the Brewers, mostly because of Brandon. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. it's like Jordan, Jordan Montgomery starting for the Rangers. Tyler Glasnow for the Rays. Kevin Gosman, Blue Jays. Pablo Lopez for the Twins. Obviously, we talked about Wheeler and Lazardo, and then Brandon Fott and Corbin Burns. I mean, that's got to be like the biggest gap between two starting pitchers that we've seen in a while. Yeah. That's not what you want. No. Which also sucks because like we could have gotten the face Brandon fought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, well official official World Series pick for me is Dodgers over the Astros. I know yours as of right now is the Braves and the Orioles, but you haven't said who's winning yet. I'd rather like have my foot get run over by a steamroller than pick the Braves or something like that. I don't know. Don't want to pick. Don't want to have like a call a too drastic thing, but maybe something unfortunate and painful like that. I, I'm just gonna pick the Orioles because I don't think I could stand seeing the Braves win. Fair. I mean, yeah. I, I would say that if the Phillies don't win, I want the Orioles too, and that's obviously just because oh, yeah. my best friend is an Orioles fan. I would say if if that doesn't happen, I don't know. I, I would like to see a team win their first. You know, the Brewers have never won before. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, that would be cool. The Rangers have never won before. Uh, the Rays have never won before. The Orioles have, but obviously it's been, what, 40 years? Yeah. It's 83 when they beat the Phillies. Yeah. yeah. I know. A lot, lot to be excited about. Um, I think that this is, you know, one of the most wide-open brackets we've had in a while. But most importantly – I'm just I'm just looking forward to more more signature moments at the bank. I mean, last year we were spoiled. Like, you know, some of the best. I mean, the best Phillies moment of my life outside of winning the World Series was being at the Bedlam at the Bank game and just being going to you know be there Tuesday night. Obviously, not the same stakes, but you never know what's going to happen when you're. Yeah, at it's still a playoff game, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just. I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. Well, I think the plan, you know, going forward here is we'll. Uh, you know, hoping we win this series, we'll try and you know get an episode out previewing the next series. Uh, but you know, as for as for this series alone, just buckle up. That's all I have to say. Buckle up. I think it's just buckle up in general. We got we got playoff baseball coming. 
red October and warm weather doesn't feel right. I want to be freezing in the stands. I want it to be in like the 40s. Well, so let's see. Let's pull it's going to be nice. Tomorrow. It's going to be in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be warm this week. It gets cold again over the weekend. So Good, it, when the break's coming down. Yeah, Saturday is like under 70 and raining. Like that's. Yeah, but that'll be in Atlanta if we win. Oh, all right. oh yeah. So what? Yeah. It's going to be Saturday, Sunday. Imagine break Monday yeah. and then it'll be. We we can get another Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Damn, I want weekends at the bank. That's what last year was so much fun because games three and four of that Brave series, it was Friday, Saturday. Yeah, and then yeah. the NLCS was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We got spoiled by that. How did that how did that end up happening? Because what weren't wasn't the wild card games on the weekend too? Yeah, I think it's just the way the regular season's schedule ended. Yeah. You know what it was? It was because um Geez, what was it that there was like the strike, wasn't there? Like, remember the the, the games? Yeah, but the- they just got rid. They just got rid of those games. I thought no, like. not last year. Oh, remember, we were supposed to, we were supposed to start in Houston, but we ended in Houston. Oh, we did. Yeah, so I don't think it was ever supposed to be like that. I think that's just how it happened. No, oh, oh, all right. Well, they should they should make wild card weekend a thing. Just make it every Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the time we have here on the program. As as we mentioned. I got the Dodgers. He's got the Orioles. But most importantly, we both got the Phillies in this upcoming series. Uh, For myself, Brendan Ricciardi, for Ben Thorpe, this has been Delco Baseball Now. Follow us on all social medias at Delco Baseball. Uh, I think our YouTube channel as well as just Delco Baseball Now. Toss us a uh, a subscription there, and uh, we'll hopefully see you with a nice NLDS preview.